Star Trek to Back to the Future, we've got your pop culture reactions and news over at LeaguePodcast.com. The League of Ordinary Gentlemen comic book podcast is more than just comic. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts on social at League Podcast. And now, the Boston Bastard Brigade, Electric Sisterhood, and On Mystery Egg proudly present No Points, No Race, The World's J-Pop and Alternative Hotspot. Bastards and wenches, welcome to episode 303 of No Borders, No Race. I am your King Baby Duck Evan Borgo. Thank you once again for tuning in. And I am very happy to announce that I will once again be attending Anime NYC. This is a convention that I've grown to look forward to every single year, like I do with Anime Boston. But I feel like Anime NYC has grown to be the show of shows when it comes to anime events. They've got great guests, some fantastic premieres, and even some amazing surprises. Anime NYC also has a very impressive dealer's room and artist alley. Although now that I've seen how much more expensive it is to buy from dealers than it is to get it from Japan itself, I may just hang out more in the artist alley than anything else. In any case, I'm excited for Anime NYC, and I hope that if you are going, that I will see you there. If you haven't bought your badges, there are still some left for Friday and Sunday. Unfortunately, they are sold out of the Saturday and the weekend badges. So, if you missed out, well, you snooze, you lose. Which is what would have happened if I didn't get in as press. Anyways, on to today's show. This week, a classic sitcom family gets the origin story treatment. And a video game with a troubled launch gets a gorgeous anime adaptation. Plus, I highlight a rom-com manga that absolutely deserves its own anime. Right now, though, it's playlist time. Remember, as always, if you like what you hear and would like to support these artists, you can find their music on CD Japan, Amazon, Yes Asia, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, the band's official sites, and your local record store. We're heading things off with some new bump of chicken with a song that serves as the opening theme to the new season of Spy Family. The best Borfin good boy has finally arrived. Here now is Bump of Chicken with Souvenir.
みたい通り過ぎるばっかの毎日にそこにいた証拠を探したメロディーが繋がったそうしてくれたように手を振って知らせるよ迷わないでいいと言ってくれたようにどこからどんな旅をして見つけ合うことができたのあなたの機能を明日も知らないままかえりのじどうしゃぶり一体何回くぐって笑ってくれたの月より遠い世界からたどってきたかえりのじ He who is not to be named killed those boys, and it's my fault. Just like he's gonna kill you. To solve the paranormal mystery she's uncovered, Estelle assembles an unlikely crew of curiosity seekers. Moses Cubbenfield, a renowned mountain man author. Estelle, ma'am, I, I, I promise that if you are trying to win me over, the odds are good, but the goods are odd. Cherry Featherbottom, a flapper who's more than she seems. I'm gonna just be upstairs cleaning my gun. <laughs> Who are you, my dad? <laughs> Oswald Sinclair, Hobo King. That's not jam. That is definitely the opposite of jam. That is people jam. Anjana Ramakrishnan, Estelle's partner in a cult adventure. You summoned a demon and you don't remember it, darling. No firearms. Not right now. And Kenneth Rogers, a notorious gambler. I can play cards any old day, but chicken lunch at Thorpe Manor? Mm-mm. That sounds like a mighty fine time, I tell you what. Together, they encounter monsters above and below, and an unholy conspiracy that threatens to shred their sanity to tatters. 
This is startling and strange, but darling, we might be onto something here. This is why we came to Arkham after all. Not for murderous grave robbers and disappearing children. The Necronomicon. Whatever your intent with this book, I caution you and say with all certainty, you will find more danger than answers. You brought me back. You, you all brought me back. Brought you back from what? This is not our world. This is not our world at all. When the dance is done and his infernal song rings loudest, there will be no lewd carnality denied to us. You leap onto this thing's back and bury your hatchet in its neck. He howls. I will eat you. Dear Lord, what happened to you? It's take t- too long to explain. We gotta get to get to the hospital. I'll tell you what right now, we, we can't go to the police with this. Yeah, I expect you're right. They'll put us in the sanitarium. I The air gives way to the crushing depths. You're drowning. You're drowning in a sea of yellow. In this program, our cast actually lives the terror. It's an improvised audio drama that uses Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu role-playing game and the wits of our players to weave these uncanny tales. This is a cinematic radio play where anything can happen, and these poor souls never know what's going to crawl out of the darkness. Discover the terrible secret of Lot X, the entire second series now available on your favorite podcast player. Just search for The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program or unlock all our secrets at CthulhuMystery.com.
rocking and rolling, give me some money. That comes off of their debut Love Bites record. Odds are they have to call themselves Love Bites Japan for legal reasons, as there is already a Love Bites, the all-girl metal band based out of Japan. You know what? Now that I think of it, calling themselves Love Bites Japan might add on to more confusion. I'm going to shut up about it now before I get in any trouble. When I was a kid, I used to love watching The Munsters. The classic sitcom about a family of monster people always made me laugh hard. Whether it was Herman's laugh or Grandpa's schemes, the comedy of The Munsters was always golden. It helped that the show stuck to being utterly stupid, but the right kind of stupid. Rob Zombie has taken that element and brought it into his own take on the iconic sitcom. And unlike all of Rob Zombie's other films, his take keeps it in the family. The Munsters acts as an origin story, where Herman Munster is brought to life and meets Lily. Despite Grandpa's rejections, the two wed and start a new life together. Meanwhile, Grandpa's ex, Zoya Krupp, tries to find a way to steal his home using his werewolf no-good son, Lester, to try to snag the deed. This leads the Munsters to seek out a new place that they can call home. Plot-wise, the story is kind of all over the place, but what it doesn't have is a major element of conflict. Yes, there is that lingering threat of Grandpa losing the home, but the solution to the problem is literally a phone call away. What we watch is a silly tale of two monsters of different minds and bodies, of which Herman is made of many, discover one another and build a new life together. In that aspect, there's sort of a sweetness to it, and sweetness is something that you wouldn't expect from Rob Zombie. But Zombie is a lifelong fan of the classic sitcom, even going so far as to add little Easter eggs from the series for those with a keen eye. From the appearance of Zombo and Tin Can Man to Herman wearing his Dracula leather jacket, these little nuggets show a labor of love from Zombie. While the film itself looks cheaply made, due to the budget Zombie was given, it's kind of charming seeing how the worlds of Transylvania and Mockingbird Lane are presented. Granted, it would have actually been more beneficial to have it be in black and white, but Zombie said he wasn't allowed to film it that way. As for the performances, Sherry Moon Zombie actually does a great job as Lily, giving her charm, beauty, and kindness that Yvonne DiCardo did in the original show. Daniel Roebuck may be donning facial hair for his grandpa, but he brings about the same mannerisms and humor as Al Lewis. My one minor complaint does come from Jeff Daniel Phillips as Herman. He looks the part and is funny, but it lacks that same deep and familiar voice that Fred Gwynn had. Is The Monsters a great movie? No. It does have its pacing issues, and it can run a bit too long. But like the classic sitcom, Rob Zombie delivers the right kind of stupid for his origin story. Will there be more? I kind of hope so. If I were a betting man, I'd say Rob Zombie has some ideas for how to continue his take. Eddie's yet to be born, so one could easily make a film about that. There's also the lack of Marilyn, who may have a more complicated means of being added on since she's Lily's sister. But I'm certain Rob's got solutions to these issues. All in all, The Monsters isn't a masterpiece by any means. Then again, neither was the sitcom, but it's still considered one of the greats. 
If you go into it thinking it's going to be a life-changing movie, then you'll obviously hate it. But if you empty your mind and just go with the flow, then you'll no doubt find a welcoming spot in your brain for the monsters. I feel it should be appropriate for me to play Rob Zombie right now, specifically the song about Herman Munster's hot rod from Hell Billy Deluxe. We dig through the ditches and burn through the witches and slam in the back of our Dracula. Boysenberry. There's no food like theme park food. Eat the Magic is a YouTube series about theme park food in Southern California and maybe Florida. Eat the Magic is hosted by a childless millennial of real repute, Jared the Greek. Karen's want him, Chad wants to be him, no bothers given. Tune into our show Eat the Magic on YouTube. See our thirst for Dole Whip on Instagram at Eat the Magic. We'll see you real soon at the parks. Why? Because we like you.
to my wonderland that was now toyama with the messiah that song may be familiar to some as it is the end theme to last spring's i'm quitting heroing now recently finished reprising her roles of chiho and the devil is a part-timer ruka and rent a girlfriend and honame in classroom of the elite all of which have been renewed for season three very excited about more devil as a part-timer never seen classroom of the elite and i enjoy hate watching Rent of Girlfriend. It takes a great series to bring back the electricity of a two-year-old video game, especially one with such a disastrous launch as Cyberpunk 2077. Yet here we are with the Netflix original anime Cyberpunk Edgerunners, a series that somehow made the whole world jump back into Night City. Animated by Studio Trigger, the show takes place sometime before the events of the game and follows a group of netrunners and edgerunners in the criminal world. The two main focuses of the show are David, a newcomer to the criminal world, and Lucy, a netrunner who has a link to the biggest baddies of Night City. One of the great things about Cyberpunk Edgerunners is how its class system is showcased. The rich get everything handed to them, while the poor like David barely scrapes by. Despite being able to go to a high-end high school, 
He's bullied constantly due to his lack of financial influence. He struggles to fit in and has to go through some shady channels to save a buck so his mom doesn't have to worry about buying something necessary and expensive. And that world of struggle is presented greatly throughout the show, ranging from the homeless that crowd the streets to the lack of care placed in both David and his mother when they're in a fatal car accident. When his mother dies, David has a military grave, Sandavestian, which gives the user super speed, implanted into his spine. Soon his lack of finances is in the past, when he starts rocking with Lucy, Maine, Rebecca, and Pillar. But just when things are looking up, their worlds are shattered by people with cyberpsychosis and those working for Militech in Arasaka. What follows is a story whose bright colors and lights hide a plethora of dark trauma and deadly consequences. So, full disclosure, I've yet to play Cyberpunk 2077. I'm personally waiting for it to go down in price. But man, does Edge Runners make me want to play it even more so. Studio Trigger brings the world of Night City to life in dazzling and beautiful ways. Director Hiroyuki Imaishi always knows how to go big with his anime, and big is what Edge Runners is. The action is spectacular, and the characters are brimming with great personality. With it being a Netflix anime, this gave Studio Trigger more of an opportunity to go extreme. That means lots of sex and hardcore violence. We see full frontal uncensored nudity, including something that Japanese normally censor even in their porn, and we get some gory deaths, some of whom are of characters that we grow to love throughout the 10-episode run. Trigger doesn't hold back at all, and I wonder if this is what they intend to do for future productions. They may see Netflix as a way to be more creative with a lot more freedom, as you can get away with almost anything in a Netflix show. Story-wise, Cyberpunk Edge Runners is well written. The likes of David and Lucy are filled with much character development, and secondary characters like Maine and Rebecca are given strong backgrounds and terrific development. When you see what these characters go through, one cannot help but feel bad to see them have to go to such extremes solely to live. Whether it's having to upgrade their gear or run away from those higher in the food chain, David, Maine, Lucy, and Rebecca have to almost lose their humanity in order to save it. And sometimes it gets to a point where it can't be saved. I don't want to say much more because I'll then get into spoiler territory, but I will say that this is an anime that manages to both fit with the cyberpunk world and the mantra of Studio Trigger. It's a perfect pairing, and Edge Runners manages to stand alongside the League of Legends show Arcane as one of the best video game to animated series transitions of all time. Trust me when I say that Cyberpunk Edge Runners is fire, and it deserves to burn red hot. Watch it, don't just stick it in your queue for it to be buried under more shows and movies. Lord knows I'm guilty of that. <laughs> Anyways, on to more music. Up next we have Moffing People, which features former Shonen Knife member Litsko taking the lead. From last year's alternative EP, this is Fades Away. 
I'm Manda, and together we're Black Compat. We're a growing community focused on diversity, inclusion, representation, conversation, and fun on Twitch. Want to be fam? For chill community vibes, Wednesday nights at 7, join BC Row for the Wednesday wind down. Friday nights, join us for Let's Plays where we explore narrative and single player campaign games. Stop by on Fridays at 7. Catch our flagship podcast, The Tribunal, live every other Sunday at 3 p.m where we talk about issues that are important to us as Black women. Issues like representation, inclusion, diversity, and more within the video games and entertainment industries. Check our channel and social handles to find out when a new tribunal is going to drop. We've got even more content on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles, and our website, blackandpat.com. So join in the conversation in whatever way you like at Black and Pat. Remember, always and never or. All times are Eastern. From a shoreline dream that was haze wash a shoreline dream just unleashed their newest album love blind which will scratch your post-punk itch if you've got one and now it's time for another serving of our bean town sampler
Our good pal and fellow Lynn native Aztec from Hybrid Thoughts has just unleashed a new short yet succulent record called Green 21, which he says was influenced by his recent work in the anime soundtrack scene. He's already deep into working on the new seasons of Dr. Stone and Jujutsu Kaisen, of which I actually do believe he's finished up with just recently. From Green 21, this is Gold Threshold. Japanese music, Japanese pop, Japanese, uh, uh, and you can win a bazillion dollars on this show. I don't know how you can, but maybe, you know, if you listen to the show, maybe you can somehow, maybe buy a raffle ticket or something. The Mike Rogers Show, yes, tune in. We're going to have our year-end top five countdown. It's going to be way cool, and you can hear more good songs just like this. I'm a 
2021's Hyakiyako release. You can hear our interview with Asuka on our site, which was recorded back in May at Anime Boston 2022. You know, folks, we are currently blessed with some phenomenal rom-coms in the anime realm. We had three seasons and a movie of teasing master Takagi-san, which managed to tell us a solid story filled with character growth. We are in the midst of a second season of Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out, and this winter sees the return of Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro. We're also getting another season of My Dress Up Darling somewhere down the line. And this past year, we also had shows like Love After World Domination, Ahalan Sanwa Hakaranai, and Call of the Night, all of which deserve to get another season as well. But since last October, uh, since October of 2021 specifically, I've been keeping my eyes closely at a manga series that I think could be the next big rom-com. And that series is called Hitomi-chan is Shy with Strangers. It comes from author Choryosuke Natsumi, and it's currently published in the US by Seven Seas Entertainment. The story follows Yu Usami, a short second year high schooler who comes across Hitomi Takano, a tall, shark-toothed first year. 
At first, her presence feels intimidating as she constantly shows off her teeth in a mean manner. But it turns out Hitomi was literally just trying to smile and is itching to be more sociable. Yu offers to help Hitomi out as he introduces her to his friends and family. Soon, the two wind up doing everything together, from studying and going to the movies to holiday get-togethers and aquarium trips. And as rom-coms go, the more they are together, the more their feelings for one another grow. But the question is, who'll be the first one to admit that they like the other? I recall buying the first volume of Hitomi Chan is Shy with Strangers on a whim, maybe possibly to make it so I could get free Amazon shipping. But what I discovered in this manga is a wonderful story about two people growing and adapting to their surroundings. Despite my initial description of her, Hitomi is a very cute character, even with the fang teeth, and Yu is a perfect match for her as his confidence meshes well with her intimidating exterior. Watching how Hitomi and Yu grow into a couple is what makes this manga a joy to read. It's obvious that both like one another, and it's a situation where we'll have to wait to see who says it first. But when you see them studying together, watching a movie at the cinema or at home, or going to an amusement park or the aquarium, you can see the love that's beaming from their eyes. Basically, the growth in this manga feels very genuine, while at the same time stretching the will-they-won't-they they trope in a way that's, you know, annoying, but never deterring. I've chatted with my friends in Wicked Anime and our pal Dakota Broski about Hitomi-chan is shy with strangers, and we all love it equally. But Andrew mentioned something that I didn't realize until he pointed it out to me. And that's Natsumi's usage of close shots over long shots. In fact, the majority of the manga is framed like this. Does Natsumi have an issue drawing long shots? Or is it a style choice? Either way, at least the art looks great. The first five volumes of Hitomi-chan is Shy with Strangers is out in the US to read. I am not sure how popular it is in Japan, but I seriously hope someone comes around and does an anime adaptation of it. The stories are fun and the comedy is delivered strongly. I can easily imagine either Dogakoba or Project Number no. 9 doing it justice, if an anime project is greenlit, that is. But until that time comes, do give Hitomi-chan is Shy with Strangers a read. You absolutely won't regret it. Titus Andronicus are back with album number seven, The Will to Live. It's a record with frontman Patrick Stickles finding new meaning in life, love, and even faith. All of it captured in a solid classic rock-like vibe. From The Will to Live, this is Titus Andronicus with I'm Screwed.
everybody, this is Phil the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com and Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Do you like television? Do you like talking about television? Do you have problems and can't sleep at night? If you any of those things are true, come on down and join Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube. Phil's recap and review or check out IssuesProgram.com to check out our stuff. Basically what we do is we talk a lot about television, some movies, but mainly television. We do post-episode recaps, live viewings, drunk commentary games, and just general analysis. So if you love television, you don't have a ton of people to talk about television, or you just cannot get enough of some of these awesome shows like Vikings, Better Call Saul, Westworld, Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, and some other random shows that just pop up here and there. If you cannot get enough of all those programs and you want to talk about them, Jump on over, join in the live motherfucking chat with some of the best people in the world that all share their thoughts real time whenever we go live. So if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you follow the YouTube channel by clicking that little bell thing, you can find out anytime we go live. You can also check out issuesprogram.com for a backload of all of our stuff and check out our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, and lots of other places. Huge thanks to all of you and hope you check it out and hope you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys next time.
from last year's 5x2 EP that was the Let's Go's with Shinshutsu Kibotsu no Rock and Roll Show. The Let's Go's have since added bassist Manami to their team, and they have also just released a new album a couple weeks ago entitled Kill by Pop. So, The Monsters wa yumei na obake ikka no ai ni michita origin story desu. Robo Zombie wa original no telebi series no kokoro kara no orokasu o toraite imasu. Ega wa tsukoshi nagasuite, proto wa chotto kihaku desu. Arigatai koto ni The Monsters wa映画のもっともドロクサイ部分でさえも見る価値のある十分な楽しみをテイキョウする作品になっています。サイバーパンクエズラナズはナイトシティオフタタビオトズレルカチノアルサクヒントナテイマス。スタジオトレガーはビデオ
Passion, freedom, knowledge. The Abstract Japan Podcast at abstractjapan.com.
bringing it live and loud. That was Sweden's Sarkater with The Long Lost. On October 21st, they unleashed their newest album, Alkahest to the Masses. Definitely a record metalheads should keep a close eye on. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of No Borders, No Race. Remember, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos from the Boston Basher Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com, like us on facebook.com slash bostonbastardbrigade, and follow us on b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can follow me on Twitter, the J-Pop Video Games Anime Amino pages, Instagram, and Twitch at KingBabyDuckESH. Don't forget to give some love to our friends at Black Compat, which you can find at BlackCompat.com, Twitch.tv slash BlackCompat, and YouTube.com slash BlackCompat. Promotional consideration provided for this week's track from A Shoreline Dream, made possible by Shameless Promotion PR, and a very special thank you to Ronan Conroy for his contribution to Shameless Tuesdays. Shout out to Zohead PR for the loud sounds of Sarkater, and to Mike Rogers for sending us Love Bites Japan, Muffing People, and the Let's Goes. Be sure to check out Mike Rogers' YouTube page at youtube.com slash MikeInTokyo2004 for upcoming interviews and videos of bands from the land of the rising sun. He even invited me to do an interview somewhere down the line, so we'll see if and when that may occur. Today's final band is Bandmade, who are about to hit the road in the United States. I'll be at the Boston gig at the end of October, which sold out so quickly that they moved it from the Brighton Music Hall to the Bigger Paradise. Honestly, I say they could have sold out the Roadrunner, but that's just me. From their new album, Unleash, here are Bandmade with Isle. And until next time, this is your King Baby Duck reminding you that you don't have to be from Boston to be a bastard, but it sure helps. I'm not
This is your King Baby Duck Evan Borgo from the Electric Sisterhood and your host for the No Borders No Race podcast. Each episode, we play the best, brightest, and hottest acts from Japan, America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Every song spun is but a mere taste of what you can expect of the artists heard, so if you truly loved what hit your eardrums, please be sure to support these musicians and buy their albums, EPs, and singles. Places like Amazon.com. CD Japan, Yes Asia, Bandcamp, iTunes, and even your local record store are great places to plop down some sweet moolah to let those artists know that they're doing a heck of a good job with their melodies. The more an artist gets support from listeners, the better the chance that they'll come to a venue nearest you to play the sounds that won your heart. This message is brought to you by the Boston Bash Brigade, reminding you all to support your local, national, and international artists any way you can. (laughs) 